Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello there, folks, and welcome along to episode four of That Six Miss Show, the only show where you get not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six alternative different insights into the weird, wonderful, wacky world of Newcastle United, and the only show where you get one complete toss pot providing you with those insights. That's me, Andy Sixsmith, and I'm here as ever with the uh, the legend, the man behind Gallagher Shots himself, Mr. Chris Wallace. Chris, how are you doing? I'm not bad. Um, yeah. Apart from, I've, I've saw what we both look like on camera, and it looks like we're matching close today. We planned this. <laughs> we planned it. I realized it was his birthday the other day, so I thought the worst birthday present I could possibly give you was turning up dressed exactly the same as you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. And you pull it off far better than I do, mate. <laughs> this is literally, as I said to Chris off camera, this is my Friday post-press conference, post-work, and pre-match weekend sort of attire. And yeah, I just don't pull it. I'm not a fashionable bloke. Kind of same I'm a bit of a slob, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't do fashion. You can pull it off. I can't. So apologies, viewers, but I'm sure it won't be the last time I apologize. In this episode, Chris, uh, it was your birthday. How was it? Was it all right? It was 42, good. yeah? Yes, man. <laughs> you just had to insult us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. This no, way. one step closer. I thought you're not, not there just yet, mate. Uh, getting closer. It was good. Uh, went to Turtle Bay. What uh, was brunch? Yeah. It's always best to go on a Tuesday because there's nobody there. <laughs> so you get more more cocktails that way. Don't tell Don't me. Go on a weekend. Tell Sandro Tonali. Oh. Get him away from Weatherspoons. Get towards Turtle Bay. Instead. Turtle Bay. <laughs> bottomless. Maybe not the bottomless <laughs> Imagine. <brunch. laughs> Imagine. Maybe not the bottomless brunch. Yeah, but I had a good time, mate. Excellent. How have you been? Fantastic. Uh, yeah, not so bad. I mean, international break's been quite quite busy with everything away 
from the pitch and from away from the training ground and everything. But I'm sure we'll get onto that this week because there's plenty to get through. Um, we are going to try our best. I say this every week, don't I? Hmm. We are going to try our best to fit this into half an hour because uh, we've got places to be and people to see. So uh, fingers crossed. Let's dive into things. First things first, Chris. Predictions. Can we solemnly swear like we're in a Harry Potter film or book that not we're up to no good, but we're never going to make a prediction ever again after the Brighton game? Um, I think it's probably safe to say that. <laughs> Do you know Didn't what is that coming? Do you know what is? I don't think we ever said we we're going to smash them. I think maybe no, we did. Did you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I think you might have said, well, I hope we'll smash them. Yeah. Because, well, we're praising Brighton and how, how good of a we football were. club that they are. Yeah. Um, it didn't go to plan. No. Far from it. We did not get the reaction that we were hoping for. We didn't. But in our defence, we did say Brighton are a very, very good football club mm. and a very, very good football team. And Brighton proved that they were a very, very good football team. We just didn't <laughs> stick that caveat in there that we weren't going to be very good. <laughs> no, we had, we had an off day, shall yes. we say, I think. Yes. So less said about that one, the better. I have made a note on my notes saying just skate past that. That can be one of our quick ones this week. So, uh, yeah, Brighton's long gone. Brighton's done and dusted. Um, it kind of feeds into the next point. I know, and I'm sorry, folks. Last episode, I went on a bit of a rant, didn't I? I went on that rant about overreactions, and the same has to come again. Look, again, I will make this caveat, because I had a few people mention this to me and say, well, we're fans, we're entitled to our opinions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, 100%. Everyone is entitled to their opinions. Everyone should have their feelings on how Newcastle played, the results, if it wasn't good enough, etc., etc. But I'm sure you, like me, Chris, have seen some some strange old thoughts in the past week or so where they've been talking about Eddie and talking about the players. These are the players that got us fourth last season. These are the players and the management team that got us into the Champions League. Sure, three defeats from opening four. Eddie was the first to say in the press conference, that's not good enough, okay? Appreciate we've played Liverpool, Man City, Brighton as well, where they have to be lumped in with the Mm -hmm. quality teams in the Premier League uh, and obviously smashed Villa on the opening weekend. But three defeats from the opening four still doesn't make good reading. But having said that... I mean, it was one win for him. We opened seven last season at the start yeah. of the season. That season didn't end up too bad, did it? Do, do you not think the reaction has came from the overall performance against Brighton? Yeah. I think if we yeah. put a bit more of a fight up, then then you wouldn't be getting this because yeah. everybody appreciates how good Brighton are and how, how difficult this run has been. Yeah. It was just really the performance, it wasn't was it? It was lethargic. Yeah. It, was lef- it wasn't the same intense Newcastle that and we used. I think it's because, obviously, everybody was hoping for that reaction from yeah. the downfall against the last 20 minutes against Liverpool. Yeah. Then it just went from bad to worse, didn't it, did. it, really? And I think Eddie kind of alluded to it in his press this morning. I, I tend to watch Eddie very, very close. No, that sounds Sounds weird. A bit weird. That sounds dead weird, doesn't it? I don't just got my eyes fixated on the poor man. At his door. <laughs> oh my god. No, I do tend to watch him rather closely, not 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 eye to eye all the way through. But I like to see what his reactions are and how he kind of answers things because he's a he's a difficult man to read. He, he, mm. He'd be very, very difficult to play poker against. And he was answering obviously about the performance against Brighton, which he admitted, you know, he admitted post-match there down at the Amex that it wasn't good enough. But he talked at length this morning about how that, you know, there was a little bit of a hangover. Didn't use those words, but mm. how there was a little bit of a hangover from the Liverpool game and how that ended. And that does make sense. It translated into that Brighton performance. We chatted, I sat down with Dan Byrne just yesterday and we had a chat about it, about the fact that Newcastle weren't at the races. Mm. I think Dan used that expression. They weren't as intense as usual. 
And I think anyone could see that. Mm. But I think I'd be more worried if they produced that performance three or four times in a row. One-offs, fine. You know, that's okay. Three or four times in a row, I think then there would be a little bit concerned from the players themselves, from Eddie as well. And, you know, obviously we'd have to assess things then. But Well, like I said last last time we recorded, it's it's because these these results have came in very quick succession, whereas last season yeah. was similar results spread across the whole season. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. doesn't look good on paper. No, it doesn't. And, I mean, I saw the statistic, Newcastle didn't lose three on the spin last season. Mm. And, you know, to lose three on the spin this season, not ideal, but far, far, far from a crisis. So overreacting, no, I think Eddie used the word calm this morning. That's the word, calm. Apart from if you're going to Newcastle United against Brentford tomorrow at St. James's Park, when, as ever, St. James's Park is going to be far from calm and there's going to be 52,000 Geordies absolutely bellowing the living hell out of Brentford. So, uh, yeah, all being well, a raucous atmosphere tomorrow night. Um, I'm going to get serious for a second, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry, I know this isn't the type of podcast to get serious. Uh, Steve Harbour, that news, that, yeah. that was a bit of a... That was a ball out of the blue. It was, and do you know what it is? I was, did I knew nothing about it until obviously was there was that update to say this had happened. Yeah, but he's he's a, he's responsive at the minute. He's yeah. in a decent place at the minute. Um, it's 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 sad news, of course it is. Ugh. Um, but fingers crossed. He's, he's he's a top bloke. Yeah, absolute top bloke. Is Harps Eddie talked about it at length this morning in the presser, and you know he said how much Harps had, had done for him personally when mm. he arrived in Newcastle and obviously showed him not necessarily around the town, <laughs> didn't lead him around the town and the best drinking halls and Turtle, Bay. Turtle Bay for <laughs> bottomless brunch. But Turtle Bay is getting some advertising today on the pod, isn't it? Are you, tell, are you not telling me something here? Are we after some sponsorship? Just wait next week. Let's turn over <laughs> dreadlocks and Rasta. <laughs> be more worrying if I turn up exactly the same again like I have done this week, won't it? But uh, but yeah, like, you know, seriously speaking, Eddie spoke at length about Harps and how much he kind of helped him out and he's a true Newcastle bloke through and through so I think it shocked everyone around the club I think it shocked obviously you know uh, Eddie himself and all of the players as well so I've got a little uh, story about Steve Harper go on it's a very awkward moment which I had excellent love so all we'll, we'll stories it's, it's like like one tell isn't it um, <laughs> uh, so I was at the football right as awards last year yeah uh, William Hill invited us along just to help out with a, a couple of interviews yeah. and stuff and like oh Chris uh, you're going to be interviewing Steve Harper mm-hmm. as he meant it was just before the, the trip to Wembley yeah so people watch the documentary you'll see Bruno picking his award at yeah. that event yeah. um so I go out and I'm there interviewing him on behalf of William Hill I completely forgot that he worked for the club still <laughs> <laughs> oh god so um i'm just asking normal questions blah 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 about his time at the club yeah, yeah. what it means going to wembley and stuff and as you all oh, obviously you'll get to enjoy it as a fan this time around god, he worked. <laughs> um, but he quickly corrected us yeah as, as would expect him to yeah saying well i'm still involved <laughs> oh yeah I, I, I knew that there are worse people that get a wrong question aimed at the but Steve Harper, I'm sure he dealt with it forgot. very, very nicely. Oh, mate, honestly, we've, we've all been there and asked, well, me every single week, to be fair, asking stupid questions. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. Did you awful. know that Hall and Livermore were at Chelsea together? For anyone who didn't watch episode three, don't watch episode three. Uh, <laughs> there's a sharp reminder of it. Uh, but, yeah, seriously speaking, Harps uh, obviously hope he's recovering well by all by all sounds of it. He is mm-hmm. recovering and hopefully there's no lasting damage and uh, and he can get back to doing what he loves and what everyone loves seeing him do. So, uh, yeah, nice little touch from Eddie this morning uh, talking about So Speaking about Eddie, we can't talk about Eddie Howe and not talk about the Great North Run. 
Ooh, I forgot about this. Sensation. Well, you, you did say to me off camera beforehand, you're going in a little bit cold this week, mm. so to speak. Could have used a different vernacular, but we, we won't. It's a family show. Um, but you're going in cold this week, and you're not entirely, you know, au fait with everything quirky that's happened around the club. Mm -hmm. The Great North Run, for anyone who didn't see and has been living under a rock, was started by Eddie Howe. Fantastic accolade. Great to see Eddie starting it. 24 degrees it was at the start line, and trust me, I know it was, because I was oh, there at the start it. line. Oh, your legs? Struggled badly. Oh, okay. Event number 9 out of 15, and the knees are broken, mate. Mm. But less said about that one, the better, when you're being overtaken by an 85-year-old on the finish line. So uh, he was a fast 85-year-old, in fairness, is my defense. Um, but Eddie was starting, obviously, 24-degree heat, black suit. Yeah, didn't choose well, did he? No, he, he did talk about this. I had to ask him about it, yeah. because, you know... I, as you well know, Chris, I don't like to talk football necessarily all the time at press conferences. Fashion Andy this week, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently so. Who am I to judge anyone's fashion choices at all, let alone the Newcastle United manager? Uh, but I did ask him and say, you know, the, the, the black suit, 24 degree heat. How did that one go down? And he was like, yeah, just misread the weather, didn't I? <laughs> to put it blind. He's literally employed by a football club that has unlimited <laughs> amount of leisure wear. So at what point did I'm going to wear the suit today? He clearly wanted to go smart, didn't he? And you know what? I'd have, I can't. Not the man, because I'd have done exactly the self same. That's the sort of thing I'd have done and turned up and gone, geez, it's a bit warm today, isn't it? Yeah, it's 23 degrees, Andy. <laughs> right, I've just worn an all-black suit. Yeah. Put that fur coat on. I felt so sorry for the bloke. And, you know, he just said where, where he's obviously coming from home, it were foggy. He didn't realise it would be that warm in September in Newcastle. And trust us, Eddie. I don't think we've encountered it well, that warm in it, September. It turned later on, didn't it? <laughs> well, it turned later on. He was well dressed for later on, put it that way. Um, but, the uh, only thing which I, I saw from the whole Great North Running yeah, yeah. thing is that it didn't really go down well on Wheel Side. No, and he did allude to this as did well. He? The Sunderland supporters or supporters of other clubs. I yeah. think he said he didn't name drop Sunderland in a Newcastle press conference, but supporters of other clubs who I'm sure you saw on social media, there were a few. Mm -hmm. um, less than savoury comments. Magfest, it's yeah. magfest. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's the first Newcastle United manager to ever start the Great North Run. Well, Kevin Keegan ran it in half black and white, half red and white top. He did, remember, right? And he ran it quick, probably, mm. as well. What I Kevin. don't understand is that, I don't want to focus too much on this, but it's a race which started at any postcode, mm -hmm. which continues to <laughs> any postcode, mm -hmm. which ends see where you're going with this in a na postcode mm. where's the problem yes <laughs> and it wasn't you know i mean look he's a big name yeah like eddie whether he's a newcastle united manager or not yeah. he's a big name well you're not forced to give him a high five no you're not <laughs> go to the, other side. Go to the other side of the road it's absolutely fine and where's tony Mowbray? I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I did witness something quite funny, and I don't know if the person who did this watches this podcast, but I hope so. And if they do, please, please, please make yourself known. But there was a bloke who didn't go up, in fairness, to Eddie Howe at the start line, but he was quite clearly a Sunderland or a Borough fan, probably a Sunderland fan. And he was swearing away <laughs> to himself as we ran over the start line. And I won't say exactly what he was saying, but it wasn't particularly nice things about Eddie and about Newcastle United. And this bloke to his left. I don't know whether he deliberately tripped him, but he he, he knocked into him, let's say that, uh, and sent him flying. Good. So not in a few seconds off his time in a two-hour race, roughly, or two hours 13, if you me. Um, but whatever. Less said about that one, the better. So there was a little bit of comeback there for one fan who decided he was going to be less than savoury towards the Newcastle United manager. But I, did, I didn't see anyone 
physically go up to him in it, but obviously saw the videos. And Did you high five him? I didn't. He, he actually moved on to the other side. I was going to just saw wave you. at him, and he obviously saw us coming and thought, I see enough of that. <laughs> that lad at press conferences every week. I thought I was dodging him I for don't... a week. <laughs> Thought he was going incognito in his black suit. Thought I wouldn't recognise him. Well, no. But uh, no, he dodged me, thankfully. So uh, it was an excellent move on Eddie's part. But uh, great to see him there at the start line, uh, even if I didn't get a high five from <laughs> Speaking of, let, let, let's move quickly on. Dan Byrne, sat down with him yesterday. Well, as I mentioned before, always enjoy a chat with Dan. Great chat. Because it doesn't feel like you're interviewing yeah. a footballer. Like It's just a chat about anything and everything, usually football, let's face it. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Dan is now, uh, I think the best way to put it is in, he's in partnership with a, a car garage uh, in uh, Performance 28, I want to call it, I think it is. All right. I don't know. Anyway, he went in and basically wasn't there to get a partnership at all. And basically the bloke who ran it was like, oh, by the way, do you want to like have this Dodge Charger? And Dan is into his American sports uh -huh. and everything like that in a big way and obviously we all know the story about dan and a smart car mm -hmm. um which isn't dan's uh it's paul dummett's so there's that but now dan is rolling around in a in a dodge charger and apparently his three-year-old absolutely <laughs> loves this car yeah. straight away so we spent a good five minutes off camera <laughs> just talking about dan and his dodge charger but it did bring me around to this podcast and my kind of warped way of thinking if they're a Newcastle United player, what car would they be? Now, it brings back to a conversation I remember having with Longy last season. And he was sat down with Sven Botman. Obviously, the Sven Botman's a Rolls-Royce type mm -hmm. thing. Bear with us here, yeah. Chris. I can see you. You're Your switching off mentally. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're switching, switching off mentally. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a long, long-winded way of basically saying, Newcastle United players, what cars would they be? Longy said he was kind of like that runaround who just keeps going and going and going and going and going. Botman's a Rolls-Royce, apparently. Dan Byrne, definitely a dodge. Absolutely. I'd go with a dodge for him, 100%. So I'm going to list you some Newcastle United players, okay. and you're going to go with this. This I'm might not... take up the full half hour, but let's go. <laughs> it could do, but we'll see. I've only picked three. Alex Izak. Ooh, he's like Ferrari. Him, like Ferrari. Like slick. Going for that's strong. I'm not going to disagree with yeah. that, to be honest. Uh, Bruno Guimarães. Oh, something flamboyant. Um, Ferrari. He's going to be a convertible. Some <laughs> sort of convertible, isn't he? Like Flash. I'm devastated you didn't say taxi. Bearing in mind, Dad. Yeah, but Aye. it's all right. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally see where you come with that one. Taxi convertible. Taxi convertible. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I can't wait to be picked up in Usburn by a convertible taxi one day. Not Bruno, obviously. Um, Fabian Cher. Ooh. <laughs> Steady. A Fiat 500. A Fiat 500. Yeah. Go on. Just because he, he, he like lasses that normally drive Fiat 500. I like. They're a they're a bit. I'm trying to be really polite. Yeah. Um. They the, the like themselves a little I bit. Can see the mischief in yeah. your eyes from here. <laughs> they like themselves a little bit. A yeah. bit of a show off. Fabian Charles that car. Yeah. Like it. Well maintained. I was I was going to look for a car that was a bargain. To be honest. I mean, yeah. a Fiat 500, Fiat 500 could be a bargain. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. Stick, I hope he doesn't watch this. This is brilliant content for any interviews I do for the rest <laughs> of the season, by the way, because this is going to be a constant trail. I'll, I'll give you one more, and then we'll stop this yeah. god-awful segment of the podcast. <laughs> it's dying on its backside by the second. I've just named him a Fiat 500. <laughs> Let's be honest. I would want to leave it on that, but Kieran Trippier, Belendal. Ooh. Trips. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Honestly, that stumped us because wrong one. I'm thinking of like something that's going to give him credit, as in like not a Fiat 500. What can he be? Oh, I actually don't know that one. What's your thoughts on that one? I would go with a Land Rover, full of class, uh, keeps going and going. I can see trips going on playing until he's like 36, 37, comfortably mm. at the level that he is discover- right now. More of a discovery. discovery. Yeah, something discovery. like that. But something that you're going to have to pay a fair whack of money for, but you're going to get longevity and you're going to get mm. quality out of it. Yeah. I would go with that with trips. This was a really tough segment. It was, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> thanks for giving us heads up. Man. Sorry, fella. <laughs> I'm still reeling from a Fiat 500 value <laughs> share. You could imagine it. I, I, it's the classy as well kind of anyway do you want to move on to our last point and dig you out of this hole that you're digging yourself with okay all right i didn't ask you about callum wills actually yeah go on callum wills well i was if if callum wills was going to come up i would have put him as the range rover the range rover yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i would have gone audi on callum but relatively like an audi q3 something like that yeah i'm still sticking with range Rover. yeah fair enough all right okay anyway the reason i was trying to segue into it the news came out today that Callum has signed an extra one year yeah. on his contract, 2025, etc. Look, I, I've, <laughs> I'm going to admit something right now. But when we're kind of at match days, and when we're working on match days and everything, and obviously we have to try and select what player that we want to interview from both teams after the game. And for Newcastle, you know, there, there's always, I mean, trips, poor trips always gets, gets picked for Sky. <laughs> Bruno tends to get picked for Sky straight away, and we always, at PLP, always get. Mm someone else because we don't want the same one necessarily and Callum I feel well sorry for him because I always tend to put Callum down on the list of the several players that I want and I'm sure and Callum I don't know if he does watch this great fantastic if he does Callum I'm really sorry that I put you down the list every single time it's because you're a bloody good speaker mate and we always end up having a decent bit of crack and most importantly like Chris and Steve Harper you do tend to be nice to me when I ask you ridiculous questions as well um, and forget that you're a substitute and you're out on the pitch and then ask you what Eddie Howe said in the dressing room at half time. Yes, I'm an idiot and I don't know my footballers like as well as I like to think I do. Uh, but still, point being, great chat always after the game is Callum and just a pure prime goal scorer. And I don't say that because of the amount of goals he scored for Newcastle. And he is closing mm-hmm. on the 100 club now yeah. and closing in on being second top top scorer for Newcastle. But more to the point, some of the answers he's given us when he's been like, scored two, been absolutely... And I've been like, you know, he's come off the bench, scored two goals, and he's come straight in fuming. Yeah. Should have been a hat-trick. Should have been a hat-trick straight yeah. away. It's a winner's mentality. It's Demanded a goal-scorer mentality. It's tremendous, man. So brilliant to see him sign a one new one. one I, I did a podcast with um, a, a Brent fan, a fan group a couple of days ago, mm. um, just on a recording. And one of the questions was, which Newcastle player should we look out for? I, and, was, I thought you were going to say, which, which if they were a Newcastle player, player who would be a um, <laughs> Then uh, automatically, me, me brain went at Isaac, because I thought he's 
he's got that touch of class about yeah. him. But then I started talking about Isaac and I said, even though I went, if Isaac is substituted off, obviously, then you've got to worry about Callum yeah. Wilson coming on the field yeah. or vice versa, whatever it may and, be. And a super hungry Callum exactly. Wilson as well. So, a point uh, to do you know what it is? Like, you just mentioned Trippier playing for God knows how long. I think Wilson's in the same sort of bracket. Yeah. He's physically fit and you can see that he demands so much from himself yeah. that he'll just continue the way he is now. And I honestly think he's the type of player that just loves playing football yeah. where you could see him uh, in the later years of his career where he'll start dropping down the leagues yeah. just so he's still playing. Absolutely. For Wrexham. Yeah. No, he's... Jeez. Uh, <laughs> There you go, Cal. Happy happy new one-year deal. <laughs> no, you still got like 10 years before you go Rexham. I would hope so. I really would. I mean, you know, you, you raise a really good point there because if you're a Cassie man back when he started his Newcastle United career and obviously he was he was struggling with injuries again, mm. he was still picking up the odd not left, right and centre. Obviously, he's not playing 90 minutes every single week. I, I, I appreciate that. But yeah. when was the last time Callum picked up a... A serious knock it's, that kept him out for weeks and weeks. It's helped, hasn't it? The squad's helped. Yeah. Uh, the workload's been shifted amongst everybody else, and not just him and Maxi. Yeah. Um, it's been shifted amongst everybody else, so it, that's helped. And obviously, the backroom changes as well. Absolutely. They can't be anything beneficial for him. No. And you know what? It, that that was kind of a light bulb, and I should have asked Eddie about that this morning. I'm shocked no one asked. <laughs> the age-old question of, you tempted to play Alex and Callum together this weekend, Eddie? We've Can tried. they play together? We've tried. Though. How many times has that question been asked over and over and over again? And he always provides the same answer on it. But I just wonder whether there is that feeling again of trying to put them alongside each other. It worked other. a couple of times towards the end of last season, mm. but then it didn't work a couple of times towards the last season. Then yeah. I think there's been one glimpse this season where they've played where he's like got shifted on the left hand side. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he was doing okay there. Unpopular opinion, Alex is a better as a central striker. Yeah, I know. I understand this whole shift him out of the left wing, and I mean he's a classy player. I mean he could play it right back if he needed yeah. to. But at the end of it, I am one of those very, very few people who believe that he's better centrally than he is out in the left wing. And I think to put him on the left and to put Callum up top, I just feel like there's too much clash there, and um, it's difficult yeah. because they're both. Callum is just a predatory goal scorer. Alex is just classy yeah. as hell and provides so much as I'm well. I'm not convinced by, by those being on the field at the same time. No. Not yet. No, and I just wonder, I think Eddie is too, too concentrating on having two wingers, your Barnes and your yeah. Gordon, or your and your Barnes, you know, two hard-working wingers mm. to track back. Not saying that Alex wouldn't, but obviously his primary yeah. focus is on, is on getting into the box. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting one, but I just... You know, I just feel like Callum's banging on the door to go on a bit of a mm. goal-scoring run at the minute. Just something in me. He st- he ended last season brilliantly. Obviously, he was top scorer in the Premier League mm-hmm. since April. Mm. Um, and when you've got Erling Haaland doing his business yeah. for Manchester City, that's no mean feat at the business end of the season. Um, so I just wonder whether Callum might might get a nod tomorrow. I look, we said it at the outset of the spot. show. Wouldn't be shocked, let's be honest. I wouldn't be shocked. shocked. I would not be shocked, but we started at the outset of a show saying that me and you were never going to make a prediction. So we're not making a prediction on who's starting tomorrow. That's it. Might not be Wilson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back on already what I've just said now, aren't I? I've Are you nervous for tomorrow? I'm slightly nervous. No, no. It's a real bring it on territory tomorrow. No, I, like I get... not as in Newcastle going to smash them. Just I'm really excited about. Are you? Ooh, I'm, I'm on that side. Are you? I'm more nervous because I, I think we discussed this. In fact, 
no, we didn't because obviously we hadn't had the result from Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think depending on, on the result tomorrow, it, it basically explains how we've started the season. Yeah. If it's going to be a good start, if we get all three points, you yeah. probably think, fair enough, it's, it's an okay start. Yeah. If we don't get all three points, even if we come out with one point, I think we'll be looking at that. I think that's a poor start. It's a massive game. Yeah. It's a bigger game than Milan must on Tuesday. Win. It's an actual big game. <laughs> must win. <laughs> God almighty, five games in. Must and we're win. like, must win games straight <laughs> off. No, I, I think it's a bigger game than Milan yeah. on Tuesday. I know, I understand the Champions League. Yes, 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 I get that. But it's a bigger game in terms of the context mm. of seasons. Lose against Milan or draw, draw, draw against Milan at the San Siro. It's fine. You've got five more games, and Newcastle have got previous, haven't we, in Europe of sending things around? That the player, I know Eddie Howe will say that he won't let this happen. But do you <laughs> think the players have got one eye on that? No, that tight. You know, I think... no, 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 absolutely not. Honest to God, we were told before the interviews yesterday, and it was made very, very clear within about a minute and a half of the press starting this morning. There is laser sharp focus mm. on Saturday night. Okay. Then we'll focus on Milan. Uh, I, I did like it that Eddie had pointed out right at the start of the presser in one of the questions and said, look, I'm reluctant to talk about Milan mm. uh, today in the press conference and <laughs> journalists being journalists. And somebody said, what about Milan? <laughs> Eddie? Asking him anyway, you know, um, but it was worth a try, Eddie, shut them straight down. So, uh, yeah, I, I genuinely, I, I understand your point, mate, and yeah, I, I, I think it's natural for anyone as a human. Mm. You know, you forget that they're, they're human beings as well. They're obviously looking ahead and going, we're playing the San Siro on Tuesday night. But I think this game has become so big tomorrow against yeah. Brentford that actually it's full focus on mm -hmm. that. So uh, we shall see. But mm. yeah, I'm a little bit excited. I'm just excited to be 5.30 St. James's Park. Yeah. Difficult weather conditions predicted. Not by us. Um, that's you know, I just feel like it's got one of those nights. There are always goals between Newcastle and Brentford as yeah. well, and they are leaky at the back. And the, really the, leaky. They the don't like paying us. No, they don't like coming to St James's. I mean, I don't think four one last I season. I think the last time they got a result against us as, in, as in a victory was in the cup. If I remember yeah, right, um, the yeah. last four times I think it's been three Newcastle wins and a draw. Yeah, if I remember right. And the game last season at St James was, was not close. Yeah. As soon as Bruno scored that header from from a free kick, it were it were pretty much mm. out the hands straight away. I know they made two mistakes at the back, but yeah, I, different teams obviously in different you know different forms as well com compared to last year. But I just feel like, why did we say we're not going to make predictions and now we're like after uh, yeah. one? I didn't quite. Perfect way to end. <laughs> so we can't can't get ripped for can, this next actually, week. Before we go, can I just say, can I change my answer for uh, Fabian Shaw? <laughs> I was really hoping you would. Go on. I think he'd be a speedboat. And I know that's not a car, but I think he'd demand to be a speedboat. That'll do us for episode four of that six fish show then. <laughs> Be a speedboat I on the back of a no, he just literally yeah. be just that. a speedboat, I'm, I'm a speedboat yeah. yeah, just heading down the A167 <laughs> on wheels. On wheels. <laughs> Love the idea with a Swiss flag just on just the side of it as well. Beautiful, <laughs> anywho, that will do us, I reckon, for episode four of that six. For sure, we can't delve any more into the wacky, wonderful world of Newcastle United for now. So, uh, hopefully, positive result against Brentford, but uh, for now, from him, Chris Wallace. From me, Andy Sixsmith, that has been That Sixsmith Show, and we shall see you in seven. Ta-ta. Done it in 30 minutes as well. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.